0: CHAPTER 41. CASSIE I'm just saying, there are people who should be lying out on the beach, and there are people who shouldn't be, Marco said. Do you see fat, hairy old guys in Speedos on Baywatch? No, no. On Baywatch, they have a law against it. David Hasselhoff kicks anybody off the beach who isn't good-looking. We need the Hasselhoff law here. That's all I'm saying. So you wouldn't mind never going to the beach, Marco? Rachel said wanly, not really interested in playing put-down games with Marco. We walked along the beach, pretending everything was normal. Pretending we weren't worried. Pretending everything was fine. Rachel was still quiet. I think the experience of losing her memory had shaken her up. Rachel is someone who is always in control. She's very brave at dealing with threats. But this was something new to her, a threat that had come from inside. Marco was trying too hard to tell jokes and make everyone relax. He felt somehow he was responsible for my feeling bad. He wanted to tell me that he didn't blame me. But he'd already told me, and I'd said thanks, and still I felt bad. Marco didn't know how to deal with that, so he tried to make everyone laugh. Jake was just one big tension machine. He hides it well, but I know him. I know when he's upset. It's something you see in the way he presses his lips together a little too hard. And a certain hooded look in his eyes. And then, Tobias was back. I have one for you, Cassie, he said. I found a whale. I waved at him. Tobias told us where the whale was. Jake stopped walking. You don't have to do this, Cassie. The force of the impact. If you hit too fast. Besides, maybe the valique isn't even around anymore. I couldn't look him in the eye. He was offering me an easy way out. I didn't want to be tempted. I'm going in, I said as calmly as I could. I could do this, Cassie, Rachel said. Do three morphs, six changes, including one that's totally new, all that quickly? I asked her. You all say I'm the fastest morpher. The one who gets control over a new morph easiest. I'm the person for this job. To my surprise, Jake nodded. Cassie's right. It's her job. He took my hand. But we'll be there for you. The four of us walked into the surf. Axe had to sit this one out. He would have had to morph back to his original form, and that probably wouldn't have gone over too well at the beach. We had chosen a spot far from the lifeguards. We didn't want someone deciding we needed to be rescued. I splashed into the cold surf. Water bubbled around my ankles, then my legs, my waist. I plunged forward and swam away from shore. The others were right beside me. Tobias had flown to the top of the cliff to rest up for a few seconds. I swam out to sea, and as I swam, I focused on the first morph. Some morphs are terrifying. Some are disgusting. Some overwhelm you with their animal instincts of fear and hunger. Other morphs make you feel invincible with their power. And some morphs—not many, but a few— are simply wonderful. As I swam, I felt my face bulge out and out and out. I felt my legs begin to fuse together. I felt my skin become thick and rubbery. I could even feel when my lungs shut down for a moment, and a second later they were sucking air from a hole behind my head. From far off, I heard Tobias's thought speak, faint but understandable. It's coming! The Balik! It's coming! I was a creature, with feet but no legs, hands that were flat and grey, and no arms. I had human eyes that still stung from the salt water, but a blowhole in the back of my neck. I was half-human, half-bottlenose dolphin. I rolled onto my side to look upward, and there it was, Viser threes hunting dog, the Velik, the dust monster, a tornado of energy-hungry particles that swirled like a small tornado. I dove beneath the waves, and when I surfaced, it was still there, but it did not come closer. It doesn't like the water, Marco said. I guess not, I agreed. You were right, Cassie, Rachel said. Let's hope so. I felt the last of the changes as I became a true dolphin. The joy. I'd forgotten how happy the dolphin was. It seemed strange, given what we were up against. But still, with all our worry, the dolphin joy was hard to contain let's go find this whale, Rachel said. We took off at full dolphin speed. I fired a series of clicks from the organ in my head. The clicks resounded through the water and came back to me in echoes. The echoes painted a picture of what was in the water around me. I have him on echolocation, I told the others. Yeah, Jake agreed. A little left, not far now. Soon I could hear the whale crashing through the water. We raced up alongside him, faster than he was, but insignificant beside his huge bulk. It was like running next to a truck or a train. His flank was a grey wall, scarred and dotted with crests of barnacles. Little ones, the whale said, in a voice that was not a voice, in words that were not really words at all. Strange cloud above. He kept moving, not really caring whether we were there or not. The Velik kept pace above us, not able to attack, but not drawn off, either. Okay, guys, it's time, time, I said. Get ready. I began to demorph. Easier said than done. I was moving at whale speed, much faster than I could swim as a human. Great one, do not dive, I asked the whale. Whether he heard me or understood me, let alone agreed, I could not say. It's hard to describe the way a whale communicates. The dolphins can hear their thought speech But it isn't words, really. More like strange, beautiful pictures that simply appear in your mind. Jake and Rachel each saddled up next to me. They pressed their snouts against me and pushed me through the water. I demorphed, and slowly my dolphin tail split to become legs. My flippers sliced into fingers. I was fully human again and gasping for breath, with my face just out of the water. Just two feet off the water, the valique hovered, hungry. Waiting for a chance. I pressed my human hands against the side of the whale. I focused my mind on the process of acquiring. It felt wrong, somehow, as if I should have asked the whale's permission. But the slow, vague communication of whales does not allow for explanations. I needed his DNA. He slowed and almost stopped. It was the acquiring trance. All animals become calm while they are being acquired but it was hard to think of the whale as just being an animal. I had dealt with whales before. They are not intelligent in the same way humans are, but they have minds, and, I believe, souls. When I was done acquiring the Great One's DNA, I took my hands from him. I'm done, I said, getting a mouthful of salt water. My friend slowed down, and the whale pulled away. Now I was one of the most awkward things in the world, a human being in the ocean. I didn't fear drowning, because my friends were all around me in Dolphin Morph. But with the Valique hanging above us, like a low ceiling of gnashing teeth, it was creepy. "'Is Tobias ready?' I asked. "'He's He's up above the the Valique, Jake said. "'How are you holding up?' "'So far—' "'I spit salt water out of my mouth. "'So far, so good. I'm ready.'